Welcome to the teacher and the preacher. This program is all about the importance of coming to understand that the Christian community and the Jewish community have more in common than we have been led to believe. Rather than seeing each other as against each other, we need to come to a point of seeing that the statement that our country is a Judeo-Christian nation is much more than just a mere statement, but truly reflects the reality of our nation as it was and should remain. Every week there will be an interesting dialogue about the issues that have divided Jews and Christians and how we can move in bridging the gaps and see that by talking about the issues, we can better move in the direction of having more unity. Unity that will heal and help bring together a nation that is under attack by the forces of atheism, secularism, and a breakdown of family values. Join us now for a discussion between the teacher and the preacher. Welcome to The Teacher and the Preacher. I'm the teacher, Hal Berman. And I'm the preacher, Dave McGuire. Thank you for joining us this week. We love having you on board with The Teacher and the Preacher. And how one of the things we're going to talk about today is so unpopular. Our perspective and our basis for talking about this is something that creates a lot of controversy What are we talking about this week? We are talking about the book of Genesis and gender. This is a big issue, Harold. This is a big issue. You know, in recent years, there has just been such an issue that's been created that continues to be on the forefront of our, our culture. Every day, the headlines have something about uh, arguments over gender-neutral bathrooms or transgender athletes or some doctor who loses their job because they have a biblical view of gender. It's something that, uh, when it comes to the biblical view of gender, is uh, viewed as antiquated. It's outdated. It's not essential. It's a relic of some bygone patriarchal era, you know. But what's really interesting about this is it's it's not always been this way. It's only been, you know, in the in in the recent uh, few decades that this assault on the sexes has really come about. And I think that uh, this attack on what was always undisputed, the reality that human beings are created either male or female, but even the terminology has changed on that. And the significant differences... Uh, between the sexes are something that society is getting a hold of and, and making a far bigger deal out of than just the the plain uh, explanation of it in the book of Genesis. So let's talk about this and, and help us maybe by setting the context of what Genesis has to say with the creation of man and woman. Okay, so we have starting in Genesis uh, 1, verse 27, Uh, just read it in the English, uh, translated from the Hebrew. So God created man in his image, uh, in in his image, uh, the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. Uh, And then you get to, it doesn't say much more than that, uh, other than you have male and female. Now, then you get to Genesis uh, 2, 18, uh, what some people call the second creation story, but it's, it's not really a second creation story. It's really just an elaboration or a, a, a digging into the details of, of the first. Um, and, and you get the Lord said, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make him a helper corresponding to him. Uh, now, 
the Hebrew there is Ezer Kenegdo, which uh, Ezer means helper. Uh, but this connecto uh, word is actually one that's just translated in various ways. It, it literally means it's usually translated as opposite him or corresponding to him or as a partner. Uh, but it actually it really means opposite or almost against. It's also that same word is used uh, to mean in opposition to, which is, we, we don't really mean it that way here. But the idea is that it's uh, you get this idea of, of man and woman facing each other and they're complementing each other. And when then later on, it talks about uh, God took a rib, uh, and that's the way it's usually translated. The word there is tsela, uh, which can mean rib, but it also means side uh, or chamber. And uh, in fact, most other places in the Bible, it's not translated as rib, it's translated as side. So there's this idea of, it's not this idea, this cute idea that we, we think about, like from, you know, we might have learned as kids of, oh, you know, Adam was asleep and, you know, they took this rib and somehow God made it uh, into a woman. But it's actually the other side of man, almost two sides of a coin split down the middle. And, and that's why then it says, uh, therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and cling to his wife and they shall become one flesh. The idea is that's a, a reunification of what was uh, in essence. So all that really implies, and I think more than implies, when you have a, a helper opposite him, complimenting him, you have uh, these two sides all of that says that these are very complementary, but not the same thing. In other words, if you have two sides of a coin, well, it's one coin, but they're not the same side. You know, the, the tail doesn't say, well, I'm the head now. The head doesn't say I'm the tail. They're, they're, they're part of the same coin. They're facing each other, but uh, then they complement each other. But uh, one is not the other, that you, you need both. And that's exactly what the Bible is saying here. Uh, and exactly what has become blurred in, in current uh, discourse. So he creates male and female, man and woman. And the way that God puts his creation together, no one can change their sex. They may endeavor to do so surgically or in the way that they dress or present themselves, but the DNA in every cell in the body that God created is, is marked clearly male or female. Uh, the, the hormones that are circulating in, in a child yet to be born, their, their brain and body shape their development. And so those uh, people who, who serve and, and care for people who are in this uh, category of, of, of transsexual um, they will say, listen, I, I can, I can uh, do some surgery on you, but it doesn't change men into women or women into men. It um, is in your mind. And so we take this now, and, and where we're at with 21st century living is that now there is new um, vocabulary that uh, sex is no longer gender. Sex is uh, what describes a person's genitalia, and uh, gender now is how you feel, what, what, what you may feel like and what you're drawn to and who you really feel like you are, that you are this opposite sex. Or 
it's it's just a a, a major major chasm <laughs> that's been created uh that that uh God has put in place but now it's trying to be bridged with an understanding in uh just the conversations that are being had because um gender now is is what's between our ears it's it's in the mind right and so that conversation uh, puts puts you and I and so many other people in a category of, I, I guess, ignorance, if you will, because we function the old-fashioned way or the biblical way. And the new terminology is something that most people aren't, aren't even aware of. And I think that this is a, a growing issue. You know, regularly, almost daily, Right now in the headlines is this issue going on with a transgender uh, swimmer, uh, a guy who presents as a girl, and he's just crushing, you know, the world of uh, women athletes in their in their swimming uh, records. And uh, there's a big uproar being made by it, but uh, nobody really wants to tackle it. No one wants to uh, say, hey, listen, the, the, the king doesn't have any clothes on. So terminology and this issue of letting you be whoever you want to be is really coming to the forefront. So let me give you just a little bit of background here, just from my own uh, background, living in Oregon for a number of years. Right now, when you register your child for school, one of the questions that's asked of your elementary student is, do you want to be a boy this year or do you want to be a girl this year? Then there are at least, uh, I think, a dozen different states, including uh, Washington, D.C., where they have non-binary birth certificates. They, they're not even going to put on the birth certificate what the gender of this child is. But uh, all you have to do is take a good hard look the way that God created us. Isn't it true that, you know, girls have lipstick and boys don't? I mean, <laughs> it's, is it that difficult, right? But this, this is a real big issue, and it is a dramatic shift away from the reality of what God made and what he declared and how we actually do function. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, J.K. Rowling actually ran into this. She had the temerity to say, uh, hey, you know, just because somebody identifies as a woman or identifies as a man doesn't change their biological sex. And that actually is a statement grounded in science. Uh, and, and it's interesting because I think for many people who, you know, tout the genderless world, uh, you know, if you were to tell them, hey, I'm not sure about evolution or things like that, they'd say, oh, what's wrong with you? You know, it's science. But then when you say, hey, uh, you know, biology, <laughs> uh, this, uh, this is science, then you know, they don't want to hear about it. But the uh, people that attacked J.K. Rowling uh, really mercilessly uh, saying she was transphobic and all of these things. And all she said was, you know, 
uh, a man biologically is a man, whether you're talking about GNA, DNA, genitalia, uh, in fact, how the brain even works. They've done brain scans. There are differences between men and women uh, in certain critical areas of, of you know, how the brain functions. Uh, and, and that's all she said. But yet that's it's not OK to say that we're in this world now where if you say, you know, biologically, there is such a thing as a man. Biologically, there is such a thing as a woman, which essentially is what Genesis says. That's all of a sudden no good. Yeah, there's a big, big transition going on here. And it is highly offensive for us to talk about this and. Uh, think about this within the framework of your faith, my faith. I mean, we, 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 our faiths are based on the Bible. And this story of creation is a, is a key launch pad for us to understand uh, God creating us and then understanding uh, what he created, who he created, and the differences between uh, those avenues through which he chose to create. This is becoming a very, very serious thing, Harold. You know, just recently, just recently, Canada unanimously voted to put into gear a bill that's known as Bill C-4. I want to encourage our listeners to check this out. It's uh, it's Canadian. And... Uh, there wasn't one single person who voted against this bill. This bill creates a criminal offense that is connected to any kind of conversion effort or therapy. Um, they they want to make sure that no one is putting any transgendered or homosexual person in a situation where they are being encouraged, prompted, uh, paid, uh, groomed, whatever you want to say, towards undergoing conversion therapy. So if it is something in the mind, as opposed to what we've already established is the creation of a male or a female, then you, you're going to be facing some very serious consequences if you push that effort to, to, to get them changed. Anyone who's convicted of causing another person to undergo conversion therapy faces a prison term of up to five years. And any individual who promotes or advertises or materially benefits from conversion therapy can face up to two years in prison, according to this bill. I mean, it's a very serious thing, which means that, uh, Speaking uh, from the front of the church or the synagogue in any kind of derogatory way of calling uh, the reality of the differences of these things um, is going to be viewed as uh, pushing back against the bill. It's going to be potentially cause for arrest. Uh, this this was very, very interesting. In fact, a survey of transgender and, and non-binary Canadians found that 11% had undergone conversion therapy. Now, I don't know how many participated in that survey. It didn't say, but 11% had undergone conversion therapy. And 
these uh, they went on to describe uh, some of the avenues of uh, the range of those therapies that may include um, drug-induced treatments and various other things, but they they were very blatant saying that, you know, as of today, which was, uh, they they proved that unanimously on on January 7th, they implemented of this year, that uh, that is no longer uh, something that you can trample in without paying a price for it. So this is a big item that not only is happening in our society, but now it's being shored up legally, and this is one of the things that California has been working on for some time, along with a couple of other states, including Nevada. But what's really interesting about this is that it's it's getting closer to home. I mean, this is just uh, our neighbor to the north. And I, I don't know, uh, talk to us a, a little bit. Is this an issue that's going on right now in uh, in Israeli society? So it does exist in Israeli society. It's certainly there, and there are certainly advocates for it, as there are in America. But I think Israeli society in general, I don't mean just the government, I mean the society itself, the people in general are uh, overall more conservative than in the U.S., uh, more traditional. Uh, and that is to say, although you definitely have plenty of people who are not traditional, uh, the overall uh, leaning of society is traditional. So uh, I think for many people, and there may even be people who are, you know, have a very much live and let live uh, uh, attitude towards this, but uh, it's just not like top of people's minds. It's it's not something that's certainly uh, in the government as far as any kind of bill that's going to pass and, you know, now or in any uh, conceivable uh, future time. Uh, you can never say never, but at the moment, uh, I would say that's true. Uh, it's definitely there. And look, uh, um, Israel has a, a big LGBT community, uh, but uh, which, which is not the same thing as transgender. Uh, the, it's also a distinction to be made. But uh, it, it's not. It, it's just not that uh, front of mind, uh, almost uh, aggressive. We've got to make this happen. Kind of feeling that I, I think you see in America and obviously in Canada. Yeah, you know, one of the things that you mapped out for us in in the beginning pages of Genesis and the way of God's creation, the Torah goes on to include some really specific things in regards to this issue because the very issue that we're talking about is actually found in the Scripture in the early pages. When society is growing and uh, population is growing and sin, of course, has entered the world and, and created a level of warpage uh, from what God originally intended, there were uh, gender confusion issues happening back then to the point that the Bible actually forbids cross-dressing, which, which implies that God is, is very displeased with deliberate efforts to be transgender but uh, Deuteronomy 22.5, a, a woman shall not wear anything that pertains to a man, nor shall a man put on woman's garment. For all who do so are an abomina abomination to the Lord your God. Now, I know that that is uh, 
something where there is, uh, you know, unisex clothing, clothing, if you will. Uh, women wear pants. Most men may not wear a dress, depending on where you live, but they would wear a robe, uh, which would be, you know, a, a ancient garment that's been around for millennia. And it talks about the fact that even, you know, uh, in, in the New Testament, uh, the issue of hair, the issue of hair, of, um, of wearing your hair uh, in such a way that it is uh, contributing to who you are as a person. So the overall point is that God, God wants people to do their best to avoid confusion over gender identity. And if a person is feeling uh, confusion or some sort of inner conflict over their gender, that person can seek some wise and loving and encouraging counsel and guidance with the goal of being able to come to terms with what God intends and maybe even some spiritual healing. But I do think that this is one of the pieces that the Bible goes on to talk about very blatantly and very clearly. And it is a part of the the Torah, which means that these these are the first books that we've got of the scriptures. So it's it, it happens early on. And then historically then all these years that's handed down and it's to be a paid atten- attention to, just like all the rest of the book, right? Absolutely. And, and what you said just before about uh, people getting, you know, appropriate support and help, I think is a critical piece of this that gets completely lost in the conversation because uh, Ben Shapiro has actually spoken brilliantly about this. Uh, in fact, for our listeners, you can look up on YouTube. There are various uh, videos uh, showing him speaking about this. Uh, but there's overwhelming evidence, uh, again, if we cut past all the rhetoric and all the people have agendas, just looking at the evidence uh, that there are many, many people who are transgender, I mean, an overwhelming number of people who are transgender who have underlying mental health issues. And people who support transgenderism often say, well, that's not be- that's because they're not accepted in society and so forth. But those mental health issues all happened before they became transgender. And it's just not the case that it has to do with societal acceptance or not. Uh, And and of course, they are accepted in in many parts of society now. Um, But the issue is that these are people, as Ben Shapiro says, these are human beings that are, you know, this, the the Bible would also say this, that they're worthy of our compassion. They're, They're also created in the image of God. And because of that, that people are rushing to be woke and be you know look uh, like they're very accepting and very open-minded and they want to you know say hey look uh, you know this is so great they're transgender and they're completely ignoring the underlying mental health issues they're completely ignoring the mental and emotional suffering that these people are going through so in this rush to basically be accepting they're actually 
not giving these people the support that they actually truly do need. And and, and that's a piece that I, I think really needs to be brought out because these people are, are hurting uh, in all sorts of ways. And all, um, you know, the, the open-minded people can do is, uh, instead of a, really addressing that hurt, is just, you know, basically say, oh, we embrace you and, and just kind of sweep the hurt under the rug in, in, in the process. Yeah. Well, you know, if if people are from the perspective that we've evolved as opposed to been created, uh, the Bible basically is very blatant. The, the, the first man and, and woman were, were not evolved from some, you know, uh, primordial mud and and uh, and gases. They they were designed by God to honor God according to their distinctive body and constitution. Your your body is not some raw material that you manipulate to just fit your perceived identity, whatever that may be, but it, it is either uh, that you are a man or a woman, and that is a message from God telling you that you are a key part, that you are value, you have eternal value, and that you are loved by God and extended his grace. And I, I love the fact that you underscored we need to be compassionate because much of this is based purely on confusion. And so thank you for underscoring that. Hey, before we run out of time, because our clock is screaming at us, why don't you tell our listeners how they can connect up with us at a more personal level? So best way to connect with us is through our website, www.theteacherandthepreacher.com. And there's a contact form there, and we read every message we get. We respond to them as well. Uh, if you want to send us an idea for a show, we we have often used uh, listener ideas for shows. If you have a question about something on the show or in general, uh, we're happy to hear from you. Uh, or, or anything else, we're happy to hear from you. So just go to the website, www.theteacherandthepreacher.com. While you're there, you can stick around, and all of our archive shows are there online. You can listen to any of them. Uh, you can also contact us the old-fashioned way, theteacherandthepreacher at gmail.com, or through Facebook, or uh, Facebook, The Teacher and the Preacher, where we also have a fact of the day, uh, things you won't often find in mainstream media, and also on Twitter at The Teach Preach. I love that. I love that. Harold does a great job of keeping our Facebook page up to speed, and it's really a, a way that quite a few people interact with us. So you, you check that out for sure. Check it out. Another thing that you can do is uh, if uh, the teacher or the preacher is something that you've been tracking with us for a while and it's a value add, why don't you prayerfully consider just uh, standing alongside of us financially? We're listener supported and you can give very easily by just going to the website that Harold mentioned, theteacherandthepreacher.com. Scroll scroll down and click on the donate button, and it's it's painless. It just really is, isn't it, Harold? It's just totally painless. Totally painless. <laughs> you can give like you've always wanted to give. <laughs> but anyway, we, we want to say thank you to our donors and those people who just have been so generous and kept us on the air. We're so grateful for that. Harold, it's been great to be with you again this week on the program. And with you. Love the interaction. 
And I want to ask our our listeners, maybe this week, as you consider this particular topic, you you could pray for those who are battling with their gender identity and sexual confusion. This is a piece that I think is dear to God's heart. And uh, this is one of the things we can do for those who find themselves trapped. Well, until next week, may the God of Israel, who never slumbers or sleeps, may he watch over Israel and all of our Jewish friends. And may that same God bless America. Amen. The teacher and the preacher will be back next Sunday for another discussion on how Christians and Jews can come to once again proclaim that the United States is truly a Judeo-Christian nation. To contact the teacher and the preacher, email them at theteacherandthepreacher at gmail.com. That's theteacherandthepreacher at gmail.com. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and give you shalom. Shalom.